Good evening. I'm Paul Sexton. And I'm Bobby Burns. And this is Wayward Weekly. Around the world and into your home, the stories that touch your life. This is Wayward Weekly. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode 15. It's been about a month since we recorded an episode. I know we released some, Paul, but we haven't spoke. God, maybe longer. Uh, No, almost a month, because it was right after I saw you. It's almost been a month? Yeah, we've been releasing stuff. We just, I don't think we've recorded. Yeah. Yeah. And we just figured that out because my computer is having issues. So I, what, it made me sound like a chipmunk on your end? Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, it's driving me nuts. Like now my head is all in scrambles because I'm so frustrated with my freaking computer. <laughs> well, let's not sweat it and let's dig into some fun, interesting stuff. Um, and I don't know if you've got anything uh, to talk about this week um, specifically. I mean, in relation to the podcast, um, I was trying to to do a paid advertisement or promotion on Instagram and I got rejected four times. Uh, Why? I have no idea. They said they would send us an email outlining <laughs> it and I got zero emails. They, they say, check your inbox and then there's no way to contact anybody for help um, or troubleshooting. Like you can't contact an actual person. Um, at least not that I could tell anywhere. So Unless you have a ton of money that you're offering. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's it. We just, uh, apparently we can't promote until I figure out what the fuck's going on. Cause I figure, you know, we're at the point now where, um, we're getting decent with what we're doing and, uh, decent enough to where I'm like comfortable pushing it out there for everybody. And, you know, there are points that are made that I think are coherent and there are episodes that I think go through and uh, are somewhat thought provoking. So yeah, I figured I'd uh, really start pushing some promotions and playing with it and see how it goes. But um, yeah, oddly enough, it just, it, it, uh, it didn't work. And then I, I was reading someone's like, well, make sure it's hooked up to your Facebook and make sure it's a business account. So I changed all that and still nothing happened. Huh. Well, I wonder, because there's some topics that they won't promote, right? So, I mean, if you, well, I mean, I've heard of, uh, of, YouTube shows and everything that lose their revenue because they start to talk about COVID or anything COVID related because it's like some type I mean, of yeah the last video clip uh, was just from the last episode and I think it was about like you know it, there was no swearing in it and it was just like saying uh, to vote for a third party so unless that's being censored yeah but um yeah, and I, I don't think that would be censored. That doesn't make any sense. No, I don't know. And I don't know how, I mean, Instagram is owned by Facebook, so I don't know how Instagram censors. I know there are people who are like very particular about speaking over uh, like Google chat like we are right now or um, Facebook Messenger. Like sometimes I'll phone call people on there and they're like, shh, shh don't, no, don't talk about that here. And I'm like, I don't know how much you know about this stuff, but like, are those people overreacting or like, should I be worried that Facebook what, is? What do you mean? Like listening to the conversations? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think if they could passively listen, but I, I mean, I'm not aware of, I mean, from my end, I don't see anything, uh, you know, transcripts of conversations in that regard. It's just everything that is documented uh, tangibly. Sure. So if you write a post or something, that's obviously recorded. But they say that all the time. I mean, even with uh, Alexa, they say like, oh, they're not supposed to be listening to you passively. Your TV is not supposed to be listening to you passively. But 
I haven't read any of the agreements to really know one way or another if they're actually doing that or if there's a loophole that would permit them to do so. And every once in a while, something will come out and they'll be like, oh, well, that was a bug. That was a glitch. There was a hole in our system, but we reformulated the algorithm and now it's back to normal. Right. But how could it not be listening? Because, you know, everybody's had that instance where they're like, man, I really need to buy a new um, deviled egg holder because Thanksgiving is coming up and you go on your phone 10 minutes later and it's like the first ad is like uh, deviled egg holder and it's like the most random yeah. specific thing and you're like there's no fucking way that somebody just randomly yeah. promoted that to me right now 100% uh, I am I am being listened to but like so then I wonder you know what's what is the worry with Facebook listening in on your calls for for people or or Google listening on your, on your calls when you already know the government does it to your regular phone calls, right? So someone wanted to switch over to a regular phone call as opposed to a Facebook um, chat because they're like, no, 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 like, don't, don't talk about that here. I'll call you back. I can't hear you. I'll call you back. And then they call me on the regular phone. They're like, yeah, let's not talk about that over Facebook. And it's like, well, so now we're just talking about it through Sprint or AT&T. And like, we already know Snowden already released all the documents and detailed that like they can record and listen to every single thing. So I don't... Is there something that people should be more paranoid, do you think, about corporations over the government? Is that weird that people are more scared of a corporation than a government? Um, well, I think, it's, uh, I think it's weird just in general because it, it presumes that they are actively listening to you and it's not just some algorithm in the background. Like with the government, there's no way that they have someone just sitting in a console that's listening to all <laughs> yeah. these conversations, sure. right? So if anything, they have an algorithm that's running in the background and there's keywords and maybe it's a group of keywords. And if they're said in a certain way, uh, it raises a red flag. And I would assume with corporations, they're not actively listening to the phone conversations. They're yeah. just keying on things so that they can send you advertisements. And I'm not really concerned about any of that kind of stuff. This was, I, I a, think that this was a conversation about COVID and treatments for COVID. And... I, I was, you know, it, I'll just leave it at that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't want to dive too far into it. I just, I, to me, I, I didn't see what the, the big issue was. If we already know the government's spying on you all the time and has the well, ability I, I, to, to, I like not someone listening in, like you said, but records it and has the ability to go through yeah. and pick out whatever the fuck they want. Well, and I, I think that the corporations uh, and if the government's still listening in and doing that kind of stuff, I think they have an obligation and a duty to inform the users that they are being listened to actively. Um, you know, and I think I, the, the biggest issue would be is if someone at Facebook, if they wanted to, could key on a particular person and listen in. Yeah. And then it'd be, you know, an invasion of privacy type of issue. <laughs> well, you, you know, hey, you have a reasonable expectation of privacy and you're invading my privacy by actively listening. Whereas if it's an algorithm that's just sending you advertisements, sure, it may be annoying, but at the same time, it's kind of convenient, though, too. Right, right. So I don't get too concerned about it. Uh, and people will always say, like, well, I, you know, if you have nothing to hide, then don't worry about it. And I'm kind of you know, in that boat, but at the same exact time, I think that they should inform, uh, 
their uh, customers that they're actively listening. Right, or and, not, they and not have it in a 16-page disclosure that is like in the terms of agreement when you're signing up that everyone just clicks and doesn't fucking recognize, right? Yeah, nobody uh, reads it, but the law presumes that if you have a contract before you that you're uh, that you did read it. <laughs> the law presumes that, but nobody in the right mind does. Yeah, um, it's just all, but I mean, that was well before, I mean, this was all contract law well before the advent of the internet. And now, yeah, you're right. You have all these contracts that you enter into on a daily basis if you're downloading an app and you don't know, like even with Wells Fargo, when I downloaded the app, I didn't know that you could deny them uh, access to your media and your contacts. And then I read an article where it said that you could. So I just denied access. And the app, uh, it won't bring up sometimes some of the pictures and stuff that are associated with the app, like the Wells Fargo logo, let's say. Yeah. But they don't have access to my contacts and all that. But who knows if they're even doing that? And how would I know if they had access to my contacts? And sure. what are they going to do? They're going to contact people um, within my you know, my stream of contacts and, and try and get them to sign up with Wells Fargo. Like I can think of other things that would be, you know, way worse to worry about than that. I think, you know, the government's intrusion, that could be a serious problem and a violation of the Fourth Amendment because that applies to the government itself. Who's never been given the permission and you are not using any of their products that you can discontinue using. I think that's a big thing with it, right? Is is if you don't like the Wells Fargo app, you could just delete it and stop using it. If you don't like Facebook, you could just stop using it. You cannot stop using the government. Um, And they can acquire that information um, via third parties or other parties um, without your, your request. Like, it's not like you have... Instagram hacking Google to steal all of your information like like the government does. You are using their service. So Yeah. And you're you're signing up for it even though you're not aware of the extent right. of which you're signing up. Can we pivot a little bit to something a bit more tangible that we actually do know is happening? Um it, but it, it's still somewhat related. Uh, I know I've seen a lot lately that um there are a few people out there now who post a lot of videos that are sort of like, I want to say on the fringe of science and not really scientific about, um, different cures for COVID. Like the, uh, do you know how to pronounce it? I, I haven't looked it up. The hydro hydroxychloroquine. There you go. Hydroxychloroquine. So, um, I know a lot of people in, in the past few days, uh, posted a video of this doctor, uh, this black woman from Texas preaching about hydroxychloroquine um, and saying that she's treated over 250 patients and that um, not one of her patients has passed away. And then there was another doctor somewhere like saying the same thing. And these videos continually get taken down. And then I, I see from those same people saying, this is what we were warning you about censorship in America. You better watch out. Um, you know, this is this is what everyone's been warning you about in George Orwell. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is not the government doing this. This is a business. This is a corporation. This is capitalism deciding that they don't like your message being spread on the platform. And according to them, they're fact-checking it and saying what you're saying is false. You're saying it's true. And you're pissed that they're taking it off of their own platform that they own and you say they own the content to yet you're calling this like the Orwellian end of the world as if the government's doing it. It's a business, right? And, and a lot of these people are the same people where it's like, like 
they're saying that the cake baker should have the right to refuse service to, um, you know, the gay couple who wanted to get married and, and have their cake made. And that Hobby Lobby should have the right to uh, not have... Um, uh, birth control covered under their health insurance. And, and so, you know, they're talking about freedom of corporations, freedom of corporations, but all of a sudden the sky is falling because uh, some corporations now censoring them that they're using on their platform. It's like, you know, well, why don't you just go use another platform? Yeah. Well, they'll say it's not that simple that, uh, that it's not you can't just go to another platform and have the same effect because everyone's on Twitter, they're on Facebook. Sure. But at the same exact time, they and that's why you know like I'll use the Candace Owen lines. You know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. <laughs> Who's uh, Candace they, Owens? They, she's a, uh, a conservative pundit. She has her own show. I think she's on uh, Prager University too, and he's uh, tends to be on the conservative side. Um, and she has just a really big following and all that kind of stuff. And I don't have. You know, qualms with everything she says, just some of the issues, especially when it comes to biblical issues, they just seem um, a little uh, out there, especially when you look at the history of Christianity and religion in general. Sure. But, uh, but, the, but the thing is, is that, like you said, they establish precedent, like with uh, the Baker case. And yet they get upset when the business goes ahead and you know, removes a video or someone's voice from Twitter. I think that when you remove a video like that from Twitter, you give the people, you know, that are involved in these conspiracies that think that these are uh, good treatments and everything, you just add fuel to the fire. I definitely agree. Yeah, it's right. And the thing is, is that like... Imagine, I'm trying to think of a scenario like where you have someone in a public uh, square where it's a traditional public forum where you have a right to free speech. And like if you remove them from the forum, they're just going to go somewhere else and they're just going to basically be in an area of groupthink. They'll be around individuals that think exactly like them. So the advantage of having differing ideas, even if they're the wrong idea on Twitter, is you get to see what that person is thinking in the entirety. And then there's also a massive uh, group of people, the majority, which will discount those ideas. The problem is, is that, uh, like I watched some of the House hearings where they brought in the CEO of Google, Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Most of the questions are just completely stupid. But uh, these are the House members that we elect. But um, what was interesting is that the CEO of Google, when he was being talked about, because, you know, he Google owns YouTube, he basically said, he's like, listen, because the senator raised the issue. He's like, well, you guys post videos and allow videos to be posted of rioters and protesters like damaging and destructing property. And yet you're removing uh, videos from certified doctors that just have differing ideas about how to treat these, you know, these COVID issues. And he responded, the Google CEO responded with like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're following the law and we're following the guidelines of local municipalities, meaning if the guidelines in Spain say one thing, they promote those guidelines. So with the United States, it's the CDC and they're promoting those guidelines to ensure that 
people aren't self-destructing by doing, you know, an at-home remedy or a detox or hydroxychloroquine when the studies and the science don't necessarily say that that's effective. Um, but the thing is, is that you mentioned that that, that doctor uh, was it Stella Emanuel. Uh, I I believe so. She's also like a evangelical preacher. Shocking. I am shocked. Uh, the thing is, is that you can be a doctor and be crazy. You can be a lawyer and be crazy. Just because you do, you have these degrees does not mean that you're qualified in all areas of science or that all of your ideas are good. Like she's a pediatrician. Right. And I'm sure she is a great pediatrician, but, but, you know, not everything that these people say are right and not everything that the CDC says is right. That's why I just say that we need to be as reasonable as we can right. when these things occur. It's just like, like I said with, uh, I think I raised the issue on here of like wearing a condom or something. Uh, you're, you're wearing it not because you know the other person has a disease. You're wearing it because you're trying to prevent you know, the spread of a disease and it's right. not always perfect. It's just the reasonable thing to do. Or if you're someone that's uh, uh, promiscuous and you've uh, had multiple partners, but you haven't had a chance to get checked yet, it's reasonable for you to put on a condom so that you can spread, prevent the possible spread of something. So it's just about being as reasonable as possible. And that's what I see with the mask. But I just brought up Stella Emanuel's Twitter page and this is the important thing about having access to information. The very first tweet uh, from July 29th that shows up on the top of the page says, Yes, America, some need deliverance from demon sperm. Here is the message. Enjoy. Like, demon says deliverance from spirit husbands and spirit wives. It's some YouTube video, but demon sperm. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I went through and I, <clears throat> so I feel like I'm pretty good about when people post stuff, whether it's something I believe in or don't believe in. If it's questionable, I look it up and I do, I, I think it's extremely easy to do some very quick research in five or 10 minutes to like get at somebody's credibility. But um, not when you believe something in terms of a religion. Because because anything that you look up will be discredited as fake news. They are mainstream media that are propagators of a pedophilia conspiracy by the deep state to control all of us. And you are perpetuating that. Now, how do you counter that? That's why there has to be the bullet to the head scenario. There needs to be what a is situation. That? What do you mean the bullet to the head Basi scenario? Basically... People can believe whatever they want until their life depends on it. COVID doesn't seem to be something that is so awfully terrible that we need to treat it like uh, in a, in a, a contagious Ebola yeah, outbreak. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because I keep seeing people say like, oh, the flu kills more people every year. And then I looked up the stats. I'm like, it's killed 150,000 people in the United States already from what I saw. And I know there's debates about like what actually counts as a COVID death, but that's three times more than the flu in half a year. So in a year it will be like after one full year, it looks like it will kill six times as many people. So I don't know where people are like getting their numbers from. 
And, um, but anyways, I, back. Well, it's not even that. It's just, it's just, do we have hospital capacity to take care of the flu and COVID concurrently? Right. Will there be a drain on resources to where when people are going in, there just aren't enough beds and then, you know, medical staff to have to get engaged in, in triage to figure out who to treat first and who to essentially just let die or stay at home. Yeah. And we don't want to get to that point. So we want to be as reasonable as possible, but, uh, yeah, I think like, I mean, you know, reading the Stella Emanuel thing, I mean, with demon sper- sperm and all that kind of stuff, like that's just a religious philosophy. Like it's a belief system. It's not based upon any facts. So, and you can pull up all of the pages you want in terms of information supporting your view, but there is nothing concrete in which that could support such an allegation. So like, I don't, I'm what do you curious think- what the... What do you think the best way out of this is then? Because you said at first, and I agree with you on this, even though I first brought up that like, I'm like saying like your video gets removed. And my point really at the beginning was, and I mean, I still believe this as well, but it is that like, it's a business. You can't like, you really want to come in and tell a business what to do. Like that is not a conservative or Republican idea at all. You think businesses should be able to do whatever they're allowed to do. That's what you've been screaming about for five years with Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby and the the Baker case and all these things is that they can be yeah. do whatever they want. And then I get yeah. the argument on the other side. It's like, yeah, but these businesses are so big and it's like, but you like capitalism. You're a conservative. Like you want businesses to get big and, and uh, monopolize things. I've never heard anyone complain about that until now. And yeah, so, and they talk about freedom of speech and everything. Thing, but it's the, the government can't restrict your right to freedom of speech yeah, the government in particular can't, areas. But so it doesn't but, apply. Yeah, but a business can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, yeah. So, but but extent. I do agree with you. However, so given that, I I think that the the um, complaint or plight is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, I do think exactly what you said is that removing the video furthers their points in their heads. Um, that removal of this information is like, see, it's all a democratic conspiracy. I think that was one of the things that I saw is like, it all points back to the Democrats and and them trying to take over. And it's like, and then what they win an election. Like, is it really all about just winning elections for everybody? And like, I I don't know. I, I have a hard time like getting inside people's heads that they can imagine that somebody else is own internal motivations for everything is like murder and rape and pillage at all costs just so you can be the person smiling and waving in front of everybody. Maybe that's true. I I mean, there are psychopaths out there, but the whole Democratic Party. (laughs) Yeah, well, but that's that's the the whole issue with it. I mean, it kind of goes both ways. I mean, you have people on the left that uh, they don't need to know anything about someone wearing a, a Trump shirt, if they're wearing a Trump shirt, they're automatically uh, a racist bigot that oh, yeah. has no ideas that hold any merit. Yep. And that, that all it, cops should die and that every, every Trump re- supporter yeah. is a racist. And It's a religious belief. They're not taking in information in the context of the situation. They are simply just engaged in a philosophy. And then whenever there is information that is counter to that philosophy, uh, they'll find an excuse in order to make their worldview fit the situation. Yeah. And like with this doctor, the whatever her name is, I still have it here, this uh, Stella, Stella Emanuel. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt she's a bad person or a monstrous person or any, anything like that. 
you know, she's obviously a very religious uh, person, and those are belief systems that don't require any supportive evidence. And like I've talked on this podcast before, Christians have continually reformed their ideas over the last thousand years. I mean, to the point to where a Christian now uh, would have nothing in common with a Christian of a thousand years ago. I mean, even in this country, the past 200 years, Christians were in support of uh, slavery, anti-miscegenation laws, Jim Crow, anti-LGBTQ rights. They didn't want women to have the, the right to vote. And uh, even in California, it wasn't until 1975 that women had equal management rights of the home when they were married to their husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to maintain the status quo, but their views continually change over time so that they can you know, maintain survive. normalcy within, yeah. yeah, to survive as, as, first of all, as an institution. Right. Uh, and second of all, so that they can fit in with society. I mean, they don't want to be looked at as the Westboro Baptist Church, so their their minds change. But when I see stuff about, like, you know, demon sperm and all that kind of stuff, it says something about that person's ability to interpret information accurately and reliably. And it doesn't mean that it's a stain on everything that they do. She may be a great pediatrician, but in her personal life, she may hold some extreme views. And I'm not sure that shutting down her voice is a good thing. I think think that 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 just adds more fuel to the fire. I think that it's also fair to say that she clearly has at least some poor judgment on professional presentation and tried to trying to link things and you can take that a step further and say that someone who has some of these types of blind spots might not be the best type of person to be um, a pediatrician and I think you start to lose some face validity like you're saying she might be a great pediatrician but I'm saying like if you see some of these flaws coming from somebody and it's not just, you know, the demon sperm, it's like, look, have, did you go to her website? Her website oh, no. looks like it was built in 1995. Like there's just ads flashing everywhere and <laughs> things that don't work. And it's like, if, if you're on that, if you're speaking at the white house, spend 50 bucks and have someone make you a website. Like, you know, uh, her YouTube videos and all these things, like, they're just so poorly, and sh- like, everything's just real shoddy. And and so it's, I, I can't imagine if that's the way you're putting together things out there that you think are important. If, you know, um, religion, for most people who are religious, that is, like, the most important thing in their life. If that the way that they present around that stuff uh, is really has a lot of shoddy craftsmanship to it. What type of work is she putting into her pediatric practice? And I don't know if it's pediatrics that she does or what, because I I don't know how she saw 250 children with COVID. I thought, you know, more adults are getting this. Um, But I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about this stuff. I just looked at it and I was extremely skeptical. Look, also I'm, I'm venturing off the point. Really the, what I want to talk about is, so what do we do? Like what is, what is the best response to this stuff when it's seen on social media? Because like you said, removing it or it being reported really just fuels the flames. Uh, and, and I think it gets people further and further into it. But I also like part of me goes then just ignore it. Don't respond to it. Don't talk yeah. about it. You don't have to like, I don't have to go onto her page every two seconds. And I apologize. I'm glad that you were 
that you went on a little bit of a rant because my earphones shut off. God, <laughs> the tech, with the technology issues I'm having right now are driving me insane. So they shut off, so I missed a good portion of it. Oh, that's but, uh, but I, I think I understood what you were, were saying. But the thing is, is like, you know, if she's saying all this crazy stuff, okay, well, well listen, you don't have to send your kids there anymore. You don't have to have her, you know, you can you can do what you want to with your own dollar. If you think that she's a quack, you don't have to go. If you don't like what she's saying on Twitter, you don't have to view the page. And then people, you know, on the left will make the argument that, oh, well, she has influence over people that don't know enough about medicine and are putting their lives at risk. But Americans put their lives at risk all the time. I think it stops and it legally stops when you put your own kids at risk. Right. So if a parent was actively trying to engage in a remedy that would put their kid at risk, the courts would step in and say, listen, you can believe and do whatever you want to do to your own body. But when you put your kids at risk, we draw the line and you're not going to be allowed to do that. They did that with a case involving Jehovah's Witnesses. The Jehovah's Witness, they had a kid that was very sick, required a blood transfusion. And... Uh, they were going to deny the kid the life-saving blood transfusion because if you get a blood transfusion, then you're not admitted into heaven. And they litigated over this, and the court said just what I just said, which was basically like, listen, if you want to refuse a blood transfusion for yourself and you end up dying, that is your right. Right. If you want to involve your kid, we're going to step in and say no. So if it's adults, like with the freedom protests that I went to before the George Floyd thing, I mean, conservatives were the ones protesting before George Floyd. So right. all of America was essentially protesting, and they're all like blaming the, you know, pointing the finger at one another. But the thing is, is that there were people there that had comorbidity issues that if they contracted COVID, they would be a, a prime candidate to lose their life. They are yeah. aware of that. And yet they still engaged in that. Should they not have the right to engage in that? The only issue I would have is them not taking precautions or telling another individual that doesn't know they've been careless about the fact that they have been careless to prevent another person from contracting it. Right. So if you haven't been wearing a mask, I think you, you have a duty to go and tell someone, like if you're going to meet up with someone or whatever, like, hey, I haven't been taking precautions. I just want to let you know. If you want to walk away right now, you don't want to have a conversation, that's okay. But, I mean, what's the problem with someone? Like, if someone wants hydroxychloroquine and the doctors are giving it out and, you know, people die or maybe some people live. Like, you know, we're a nation of guinea pigs as it is. You can go online and there's blogs about all kinds of crazy shit and remedies that you can do. Right. I think, you know, though, I will say a few small things about that is if— and I don't know anything about hydroxychloroquine other than I've heard that it uh, creates some type of like cardio dysrhythmia or like, I, I don't know what it is, where it increases heart rate. And if, yeah. if doctors were to start giving these things to patients uh, and because of that down the line, 10 years from now, these patients have some type of heart issues that now require them to have substantially higher medical costs than they would have. As a consumer of insurance, I'm going to be pissed that they had the right to try something that wasn't proven to be effective, that actually was detrimental to their health, and now I have to pay for it through my insurance premiums because they wanted to do something that they thought was fantastic. So, But doesn't that happen all the time, though? Yes, it does, and it's fucking and annoying. And off-label stuff. Well, no, I think that's the problem with pharmaceuticals in general, which is actually ironic that well, so many of these individuals are, are pushing... I 
hydroxychloroquine because that's a big pharma product. Like you'd think it'd just be, you know, yes, they'd be against that entirely. But I, I think really what I'm pissed at and what I should be more rightfully pissed at isn't that. I think they should have the right to do that. I think I should have the right, and there should be more open medical practices here where I could have whatever type of coverage I want. I wish that, um, you know, that I could uh, have you know, what I often hear people talk about is like competitive medical practices, um, where rates are public and, and forced to be public. And so that people have to compete with each other in order to get it. And I can find a nice insurance company that says you can only get the things that science has completely tested. And if it is fringe stuff, you absolutely will never get it and we will not pay for it. And because of that, our insurance is much, much cheaper. And but I is anything like, really proven though that that i mean everything people are so unique as individuals that what works for the majority may cause significant or severe side effects in other people so i don't, oh, I don't know that yeah, anything no, is even i i i don't think there are a lot of things like how many times have i gone to a fucking doctor and they've prescribed me z-pack for something and like i take it and it doesn't do shit for me i just stopped i stopped doing it i stopped going to the doctors for things like that i go to the doctor yeah. now when i have something weird and wrong with me so i can figure out what it is and uh that is kind of about it um I, I don't know. Because well, they're a diagnosis lab. They're a diagnostic lab. The thing is, the half way the time it's set they up. They don't even listen to you about, you know. They don't the, have time. No. Yeah. So, if you have money, you can get good quality doctors that will sit down and listen to you, or you can pay out of pocket to go, you know, to some private practice and all that. But most people can't do that with insurance. You know, you have 10 to 15 minutes, they'll listen to you. They will just say, okay, we're going to send you to a lab. We'll take some diagnostic tests. They'll read off a chart just like they would do at yeah. Jiffy Lube. And they'll tell you right there, like, okay, well, uh, you know, it looks like everything in your lab is good. And, um, oh, but it looks like maybe you have a bacterial infection. We'll just give you a Z-Pack and send you home. Right. You know, it's just a matter of just prescribing medication or not prescribing medication. And I think there's a lot of doctors that probably feel unfulfilled because oh, I would the imagine. way which, yeah, the, the, I mean, what are they going to do? Like, this is the way, like, my practice will go under if I spend uh, an hour or two with each person. So where is all the money going that it's going to go under? Because, like, I remember one of the best doctor experiences I ever had. I was sick and I lived in, like, uh Reseda or Tarzana at the time. And, um, my doctor wasn't open and I couldn't find an urgent care that was open. So I just went to a random urgent care and they're like, yeah, we don't take your health insurance, but we'll still see ya. And I'm like, well, how much is it? And they're like, um, uh, we'll charge you $15 for the visit. How, how does that sound? And it was like just the doctor and his secretary. It was a really small place. I'm like, that's cheaper than my copay. He's like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, and then he went and saw me and like looked at my throat and this and that. And he's like, well, I'd say, um, you know, you probably have a bacterial infection. And I mean, just like we're talking about, he prescribed me antibiotics and some other things, dude, I walked out of there. He gave me, um, a something like to kill the pain and it wasn't like Vicodin or anything. It was just like a, I don't know, maybe it was an anti-inflammatory. I don't remember exactly what it was for. I just remember walking out, getting two, two or three medications from him. I didn't even have to go to pick it up at a prescription place. And yeah. he saw me and I think I paid like $40 and my co-pays through insurance were 20 bucks a pop and then visits were 20 bucks a pop. So I would have paid 80 had I gone to my insurance. I went to some guy who wouldn't take my insurance and he charged me half the price and only got money from me, not the insurance company on the back end. So I failed to see like 
where all this money is going and, and how people are going under. Um, he was getting shipments from Mexico. <laughs> maybe I don't give a <laughs> shit. It, it was my most satisfied experiment experience. I went in. Yeah. The end result was exactly the same. Right. I mean, I remember having a friend when we were younger who worked at a vet clinic and she was like, Oh yeah, I just get all our pills from there because it's the exact same shit. She's like, the quality might not be exactly the same, but like, or maybe it is. Did you do that with food as well? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Get fancy feast or something. <laughs> <laughs> Although we've we've tried some of our dogs' dog biscuits and stuff just to see what he's eating. And yeah, like, why not? Who cares? It's, it's just a. It was like an oat biscuit without sugar in it or something like that. And it yeah. was like, oh, this just needs a little bit of sugar because we're just used to eating sugar on everything. Um, yeah. Look again. We digress. I really want to dig at what is it that we need to do because. I don't want to see this shit continue to pop up of conspiracies. You know, you brought up something about like the, the pedophile ring and the human trafficking. And again, like all I see is, is lots of disinformation that nobody's taking the time to look up. I, I keep well, seeing stuff, these numbers pop up about 2000 yeah. children uh, disappear a day to human sex trafficking. And then I look it up and it's like, no, 2,000 kids disappear a day and 97% of them come home that day and the other 3 or 2.98% come home the next day. Uh, yeah. It, and so, like, like, clearly none of them are doing their research because they're just tacking shit on and it's this game of telephone where they think 700,000 children in America, like, I questioned it when I saw it. I'm like, that's more people than are dying from cancer. Like, how is this a thing that no one's <laughs> so hearing about? Notice. How it, yeah, yeah, like, and then I start looking it up and I'm like, that's one out of every four children. So one out of every four children, like we would know. And it's only Democrats doing it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's only Democrats. Even though it's like the, I'm like, the so Catholic that, church and the Boy Scouts and all that kind of shit. But that means we went to a school full of 400 uh, people. That means 100 of them, we would have just disappeared and we would have got to college and been like, what happened to them? Like, oh, that's where nobody they ever okay. found them. Oh yeah. Now we're like, oh, they got fucked in the I was wondering why there was that truck. Yeah. yeah. It's so. <laughs> I parked in front. But but so okay, let's not downplay the numbers though either because they estimate Well trafficking them, is a serious issue. It's a like serious it issue. A serious and issue. it ends up being about four thousand children per year, which is still significantly less than homicide, significantly less than suicide, significantly less yeah. but it's a horrendous thing. Yeah. And and it is something, you know, that that definitely um needs to be stopped and needs to be addressed somehow. But, but where we know like how suicide is happening, not all the time, but we know a lot of times like what the trends are looking like and how to prevent that type of stuff. Did you end up reading, um, uh, M Malcolm Gladwell's newest book, Conversations with Strangers? No, not yet. Um, you heard about it though, right? Yeah. Dude, he talks about in there, um, that, uh, like 10,000 people a year were committing suicide um, in like, I don't know, the 20s or something in London and England. Um, and it was like mostly housewives who were unsatisfied. And what they would do is that they would um, just turn the oven on and uh, and then they would kill themselves that way. You know, they'd put their head in the oven and close it or close the door and put towels at the bottom and then just breathe in the gas that was coming in. Well, then they switched the gas up. And in one year or two years, suicide suicides went from like 10,000 a year to 2,000. Uh, my numbers are awful. probably off. Um, but uh, it reduced by like, you know, 
it went down to like 25% of what the rates were in, in yeah. just a, uh, two years. And so the argument with a lot of this stuff is that like, look, if you get rid of guns, people will find just a different means to murder each other. And what he's saying is that wasn't true there. And they did the same thing with the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, you know, they asked students like, well, should we put a net up to, to catch these people from killing themselves, blah, blah, blah. And everyone said, no, they're just going to find a way to kill themselves anyways. Um, and then they put the net up and suicide rates fell pretty similarly within two years um, because there just wasn't an easy way to do it that that is agreeable for people. Everything else seems so gruesome. But I think the difference with that and something like guns is that if you were to make, let's say that you were to do away with the Second Amendment, you're just going to have an illicit black market trade of guns because there's a want and I agree a need with that. for it. I agree with that 100%. And same exact thing with, you know, why the war on drugs is a failure, you know. Totally. It just, totally it's just perpetuating. So you're not going to have a black market of gas or a black market of nets or, right. you know, or other type <laughs> black of... market of other, other ways to kill yourself. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you have to consider yeah. what it is that people are doing. And uh, obviously both of these things are suicide. Um, I wasn't, yes, other people will find guns. Um, and I don't know what the number one rates of suicide are right now. And again, this is just me digressing. It was an interesting fact from the book where what I was talking about is not to downplay like the human trafficking that's happening. It's just to say that like, we don't know how, who, what, when, where, why, or how it's happening. And there are so many other things we know that are out there that are, are happening. And so when you get, you know, people on social media posting about this, um, Again, it just sort of looks, I mean, it looks crazy because they're just saying that 2,000 a day, 700,000 children a year are being sex trafficked. And it's like, those numbers are a little wrong. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't want to downplay it. And it came up because you said like, you know, we're, people are out there calling, uh, the, the Democrats, human sex traffickers, and that it's all the Democrats or whatever. And it's like... Well, that's the thing. That's why I don't take it, it seriously. I mean, we like I just watched Spotlight again but there, while I was house-sitting this last week where they were talking about the Catholic Church. Like, I mean, talk about a conspiracy that was real. And yes. yet all the people that are talking about the pedophile rings, it, it's never Republicans that are doing it. And Trump was sent here to be the savior, which is just insane. Yeah. And I don't and all the bullshit pictures where Trump is side by side with Epstein and all that. It's the same stuff they use for someone like <laughs> no, Bill, Bill Gates. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. These people take pictures with people all the time. All the time. It's part of being a celebrity. Like, yeah. how could you draw any conclusion? It, I don't I literally. So I started watching some of the Epstein uh, Netflix documentary and it's very hard to watch because it's I disgusting. turned it off because it was yeah I turned it off because it was just that depressing I mean oh, yeah. it was just an evil terrible yep. you and, know and it just was ongoing and the lawyers beat the fuck out of the victims yep. like and mm-hmm. these are underage girls yep. that, you know, or are already traumatized and then yep. they're, you know, uh, they're being undone basically. But or just, made just because I watch that and then I see that, you know, one of the girls worked at Trump golf Corps or Trump, uh, I don't know, one of the girls worked for Trump something and he was always there yeah. and they were, uh, you know, they were acquaintances down there. I didn't go, Trump must be in on this. I like, that most was people not do. my immediate thought at all. Well, it's because you're not religious. 
You're not religious <laughs> about it. Like you need more information. It's not like, well, I just run right. off of circumstantial evidence, and if if there's smoke, no matter if it's if it's black or white smoke, so I just know there's a fire. It's like, well, no, if it's white smoke, it's likely you but know so someone what we're just doing has a barbecue right now going. Is not going to change those people's minds. So so we have people who might be listening to us who who think, okay, like yeah, I I disagree with those people and what they're putting out there, or not even disagree. I reserve judgment on some of the types of things that they're talking about because I'm not certain about it like the human trafficking subject it's yeah. I, I agree and I agree it's bad but when you blame the democrats you're you're like you're pushing people away from something that is really important and that we That's should find important. out what's going on before you you just say like hey people are getting murdered and you know what it's all the black people black people are murdering everybody it's like whoa you just got people off your cause like now you're just being racist and and like maybe people are dying and we want to stop it but now you're being a racist and no one wants to listen well, to you well it's a human problem just child sex trafficking and pedophilia that is a human problem and it crosses all spectrums all yes. political ideologies you know but if anything, like all the people that are shouting about pedophilia, it makes me wonder something about them because it's just like the, the preacher that is like, you know, railing against gay people all the time. Then you find them in a bathroom stall with another dude. It's yeah. like, well, how could it go any other way? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I, it's, it's just so ridiculous. But the thing is, is I think it comes down to a very simple question. All of these celebrities are being accused of being pedophiles. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I need I need evidence. And I know that the people making the accusations would hate it if they were just falsely accused out of the middle of nowhere, but everyone on Twitter was saying the same thing. But yeah. the question goes like this, like with, let's say, Bill Gates and Tom Hanks, they're... Uh, in your mind, they are pedophiles and you know that to be true. And on top of that, Bill Gates is tracking people and working on um, uh, population control on the continent of Africa by actively killing or raping or drinking the, the, the blood of children. If <laughs> yes. you know this to be true, it is reasonable if law enforcement is not listening to you to kill those individuals. If someone is trafficking kids or killing babies, it is reasonable to blow their brains out. Yeah. And then if you were to ask these individuals about that, they'd be like, well, I would never do that. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, well, you believe in the death penalty. We kill people who are, are have done horrible acts that have committed murder. Right. If you know that these people are pedophiles or they're working on population control by sterilizing individuals or forcibly tracking individuals, it is reasonable to kill. But whenever – and this is going to be the outcome of this stuff. Some crazy person, just like the Pizzagate thing where the guy walked into that pizzeria with a gun, everyone fled and he searched the entire fucking place. Didn't find a trap door. Didn't find a bunch of cages with kids in there. Didn't find Hillary Clinton drinking child's blood. He walked around there like a fucking fool and didn't find a goddamn thing. Yeah. But let's back up a little bit. To when I was a Fox News viewer and Bill O'Reilly was talking about an abortionist, they called him Tiller the Baby Killer. They well, called if him someone's what? out, they called him Tiller the Baby Killer because his last killer. name was Tiller. Yeah. If you call someone Tiller the Baby Killer, you presume he is just killing babies indiscriminately. Yeah. So a reasonable person, because law enforcement wasn't listening to the great Bill O'Reilly 
walked into Tiller's church, put a handgun to the side of his head, and blew out the other side of his head. Bill O'Reilly's like, well, that's crazy. And this is when I started to become like disillusioned with Fox News. I was like, what do you mean it's crazy? You said that he was killing babies. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not reasonable to go in there and kill him. If he's killing other people's kids <laughs> yes, it is. indiscriminately. That's true. Yes. It's reasonable to kill him. Yes. So when Tom Hanks or Bill Gates or some celebrity is assassinated because of these conspiracies and then everyone walks back and is like, oh, well, no, that's an isolated, isolated crazy person. It's like, no, you're fucking crazy because you say you actually believe in this stuff and yet you're not going to take the action to do away with these evil people. So, so the question becomes, uh, again, is... What do we do? Not not responding to it seems like it allows them to get more people on their side. But are those people who would have just been on their side anyways? Like, do do you just ignore it and eventually it goes away? Like you like you said, there's not a whole lot that you can say to get somebody to not be upset about what's going on if they 100% believe it. Like even you could just show them the facts, like the simple things that I presented. I know if I brought that up and was like, well, look, most of them come back and it's like, you are not listening. You are not caring about what's going on. These children are being trafficked. And I'm going, well, no, they're not. Only 4,000 are, and that is an issue, but we just don't know where it is. I definitely care and I definitely do not want that going on. But like, you know, it's just like, I don't want a plane crashing. And just because one happening to a child is like, obviously that is the most horrific thing that probably could be done to anybody less deserving. Right. Like, yeah, I, I think, think it's the equivalent of something like murder. I, well, I mean, you're taking the child's it's probably life worse away because from them. now they have to live with that and it's going to fuck their life up and how they, well, that's what I mean. You've basically just murdered the person who yeah. they were going to become and had maybe, they had a normal, maybe that's what needs to be said is like, like, Yes, there is this issue, and this issue is the worst possible thing that could happen to anyone anywhere. It is worse than murder. Um, but saying that it's the Democrats or or over-exaggerating doesn't get people on your side. And when you yeah. say, but that's not the point, but, but it is part of the point because you brought it up to try and prove your points. You brought it up to try and get people riled up that... 4,000 kids are disappearing a day or 2,000 kids are disappearing a day. And, and that's not really what's going on. Like if that wasn't the point, then why did you bring that point up as if it was so yeah. important? And so I don't, I don't know how to change it. Does, does acknowledging it that it is the worst thing that could happen? Does that help people stop posting about it? Does that help them become more coherent about how they're posting about it? Like, it is no, a problem people... everyone would want to solve. It's it's almost like this whole Republican and Democrat thing. Like we all hate the government, but we can't get on the same side to solve the problem. Like, don't we just want to solve the problem? Don't we like we all recognize that government is an issue right now. We're not happy with the way that they're handling or have been handling anything for the past 20 years. Like it's just a shit show. We don't, you know, the right doesn't like it on one way and the left doesn't like it on another way. You think we'd stop fighting each other and come together for a solution. You think we'd stop fighting each other about human trafficking or COVID and just find a solution as opposed to just making shit up on both sides. How do we stop this? It's, well, I, I think we do, we do, we don't know to know what to do with with uh, the information that we have now in terms of social media and everything. I, I think that we're 
we're in a, uh, uncharted waters. We've uh, never had this ability to communicate with a bunch of people throughout the United States instantaneously. And, you know, uh, I'd really like to read up more on the Protestant Reformation, but it, uh, you know, when the Bible, I think it was like 1515 that the Bible was transcribed mm-hmm. by Martin Luther. Right around there, give or take two years. Yeah, from uh, My guess is Latin. 1517. 1517? Yeah, continue. I'm going to look it up, <laughs> but continue. From Latin, it was transcribed from Latin to German. And for and, the first time, people got to interpret the Bible for themselves without having to rely on the clerk, uh, the clergy and the Catholic hierarchy. And it led to fucking chaos in some instances. You had, you know, uh, false prophets coming in and yep. having control issues and population die off, people starving, murder, like all kinds of shit in the name of new interpretation. And now in our social media environment, everyone gets to be their own media agent. Mm -hmm. So if they believe something to be true, they can access technology and and package it in a way that is, um, that makes it seem I don't want to say plausible, but just for lack of a better word, make it seem plausible or possible to some people. Whereas they didn't have that ability before. So you have a lot of people that I think are immediately gullible because they're uh, very religious on either side of the aisle. I'm not talking about religion in terms of like an orthodoxy, right. like a, so a traditional religion, religion in terms as of an like ideology, dedication to an idea. Yeah, obstinance, you know, just stubbornly believing an idea even though no matter what. And so you're just constantly seeking out information and the, the, you know, and the information is provided to you in the form of an algorithm because Twitter and Facebook, they know what you're prone to like or dislike. And so they keep feeding you the same stuff over and over and over again to the point to where it seems true. And it's just a matter of an individual you know, maybe something bad does have to happen, you know, uh, and I hate to say that, but even with like all the accusations for pedophilia, likely, you know, it'll be like Chaz, like the only, the only plausible outcome for the autonomous zone in Seattle was for violence to, you know, for them to inflict violence upon themselves, which would give the government a right to come in and disperse everyone. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And with the pedophilia ring, uh, you know, uh, someone will probably be killed. Yeah. Something will happen, just like with the Pizzagate, the pizzeria in, uh, what was that, Virginia, I think it was. Something like that will likely happen. And that typically causes those movements to fizzle out because then they're looked at as being harmful. Right. In addition to being extreme. Right. And I just hope that over time, not our generation, but younger generations will understand just like, you know, we understand watching a movie when it's real or not real, when it's based upon fact or not based upon fact, that younger generations will be better at interpreting this stuff and be able to make better sense of it so they're not as, you know, reactionary. Yeah. So it sounds to me like the best thing to do then is back off, don't argue with people about it, you won't win online. You can't. You can't win. The best thing you could do is that if if someone has a, um, you know, like with the the lady that talked to you about Bill Gates, um, yeah, in, in the, the shopping line, yeah. yeah. The best thing you could do is just you know ask her the question. Be like, so we should kill Bill Gates, 
And she probably, if she's reasonable or has an ounce of reasonableness to her, she'll probably say, oh, well, no, that'd be awful. Or no, we shouldn't, you yeah. know? And it'd be like, but if he's if he's actively controlling populations and is Epstein's friend and was on his island and is a child trafficker and everything, then like she wouldn't be able to pivot from that because it would be reasonable to kill someone like Bill Gates if he was doing all of this awful stuff and the right. law wasn't intervening. So I think sometimes the best way to frame some of this stuff is to go to their logical extremes. A heavy which, dose of their own reality. Yeah, and just be like, well, if what you're saying, then why shouldn't we kill them? Yeah. And then, you know, she would, I mean, who knows, maybe she would say like, yeah, we should kill them. But... I mean, in that in that situation, you just be like, okay, you know. I mean, well, no, <laughs> right, really. I mean, what are you, what are you going? Yeah, what are you going to do? Unless hop you in my car right now, interact? man. We're gonna go kill him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the whole entire thing. Like, if you truly believe this stuff, you're gonna take action. It's just like, you know, if a doctor tells you you have uh, cancer um, and it's you're likely to die if you don't seek treatment, you're likely to seek treatment. So if you truly believe in stuff, you're going to take the necessary action in order to remedy it. Yeah. And I think a lot of these, I think a lot of it is a matter of like community building. I think there's a lot of, uh, religious background type of ideas, the fulfillment of the rapture and the end of times. And, uh, I think they're just constantly seeking, you know, examples or indications that that is going to happen. And, it goes all the way back to Pat Robertson when he wrote his book, New World Order. I think it was in 19, somewhere in the early 1980s. And then he said, I think the earth was going to end in 1982 or 1986. And obviously it never happened, but he sold millions of books in the process. Right. So there's a lot of people that have vested interests in making a lot of money off of this stuff because they're, uh, you know, they're selling a, a conspiracy theory. And the thing is, is that the people that are typically involved in these conspiracy theories aren't basing most of their actions off of evidence unless it matters to them personally. Right. You know, it'll result in death, like if you don't get cancer treatment. But they're used to going, you know, like to church and everything, and it's all a matter of faith. So if you take that in faith, it's easier for you to take faith in other areas. Right. But the, that's the because crazy thing Because you have a habit of just taking things Of doing faith. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't go to church and it's not like a question and answer session. There's no. a guy or a woman sitting at or standing at the front that is telling you this is how you're supposed to think. Yeah. You know, there's no pushback. I've never gone to a church where there's been pushback or anything. Everyone just kind of sits there and is like, oh, well, you know, even if you disagree, it's just, well, what well, are you going to do? I, and I would say, and maybe I'm wrong, but most of the churches I've been to um, don't, they're not even really ever putting factual information out there. They're like putting advice out there, you know? It's always like. Yeah. Which like, is, I think, is a good thing and life advice. Yeah, it's a lot and, of like servitude and like, you know, be kind to your family and how, like, so, so it's interesting because that is like then pinned on top of this other thing that you just have to take. And because there's so many good things that you hear, you just pair the Bible with all those good things that are coming from it. And then you take for face value, the actual content of it, where it says, um, you know, if you eat unleavened bread on a Sunday that you need to spill the blood of two 
pure virgin goats uh, on the altar. Um, but if you don't have goats, then you should look for lambs. And if you don't have lambs, then you should look for sheep. And if you don't have sheep, then you should look for cows. And if you don't have cows, then you should look for doves. And if you don't, and then it goes on for 10 pages <laughs> about yeah. why you just ate unleavened bread on Sunday. And that's a fucking sin. So you better cut two animals and then dump their blood all over an altar. Like, and so, because nobody believes that, right? Well, nobody anybody. now believes that, but sure, but you know, it's in the I Bible. Don't know about the past. Well, that's the thing is that you get to pick and choose, and that's what's so dissatisfying about the left now is that I mean they're just as religious. It's not about looking at any sort of nuance. It's about saying this is what I believe, and everything must fit my belief, mm-hmm. regardless of what facts are in front of me. Yeah, and that's why I think there's such a polar kind of disparity between ideologies in the United States, <laughs> you know, both sides are equally religious. One is following a traditional religion and the other one has manufactured a religion under the banner of liberalism. And liberalism has always stood for, you know, being able to be different and have differing ideas and differing opinions and to sure. have the right to be left alone. It's okay to disagree. Right. So it's okay to even be mad at the person for having a differing idea. But the, th- the whole point is, is that if you talk to enough people, you hear enough differing ideas and you gain perspective throughout time. Right. And for the longest time when I was younger and I was a staunch conservative, anything that was looked at as left in my mind, I didn't listen to. It went through my mind as a filter Right. And I discounted it immediately and I never listened. And it doesn't mean that all the ideas I, I potentially heard were good ones, but I immediately had the mechanisms in my head saying, you know, never thinking about their ideas, just immediately discounting them and yeah. then seeking to reinforce my own ideas. And, you know, for whatever reason, the left is, has collectively decided, I think just through social media, you know, that... Uh, everything that they believe and feel is reality. So right. when they see a, uh, you know, a Klan member that is wearing a Trump shirt, automatically that that uh, uh, fulfills their belief that all Trump supporters are somehow uh, closeted Klan members. Right. And if you talk to a lot of conservatives, you just know that that isn't true. There's right. just there's differing reasons for why everyone believes in a particular thing. Right. And uh, I, yeah, I just hope that the whole religious ideology about all of this stuff goes away and people take time to look at things and say, well, how would I feel if this was being we, done to me? We should take any ballot that is uh, uh, has been voted all um Democrat or all Republican and just immediately throw it out. So whenever there's an election, <laughs> if, someone, no votes counted. if someone votes just down the party, I have not voted like that probably ever because it just yeah. feels wrong. Right. Like, so literally I've gone out of my way to make sure I find some Republicans to vote for. Typically what I do is if I'm not exactly certain uh, kind of what's going on and it doesn't seem like it's going to be that big of a deal to me, I'll just vote for whatever the opposite of is who of whoever's in power. So like right now in the state of California, we've got a Democratic governor. I'll probably just vote for a Republican one. 
if to yeah. me I get to the point and it doesn't matter because I want there to be a balance. I want it to go back and forth and I want both sides. Well, there is no balance. And I, actually what we were, I was telling my friend uh, yesterday, I was like, yeah, we're going to cover rank choice voting in a, various ways that we can change our electoral system or election system so that we can encourage a uh, more diverse nation in terms of parties. And we'll definitely cover that uh next time but i think there is no there cannot be a balance it's just a shift in power every yeah. election it's a, you it's know, a shift in power because be the parties. mindset is like now's our opportunity to take back the house or take back the senate and really just fucking run things the other way as quick as we can and it's like well, yeah. what do you think the other person's gonna do as soon as that happens right it's a doomsday cycle you, i think you were saying this in the last uh episode that like bernie is the donald trump of like the the liberal candidacy yeah. or the liberal representation it's like he might be a little bit more eloquent, but it's like a fuck you to the other side. And I remember having that discussion. I probably already brought this up with with somebody where they're like, well, I'm going to vote for Bernie just because of that. And I'm just because like, fuck you, Donald Trump. And like, I really want to push it in the other direction. I'm like, like, but don't you think that's what people did with Donald Trump? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so don't you think yeah. that's what's going to continue the, to happen after this? Do you yeah. want another Donald Trump? That's what I'm saying. That there, like, there, there's two sides of the same voting. coin. Yes, stop voting yes. for people to say fuck you to the other person and undo what they did because you're going to get another Donald Trump if that's what you do. Jesus Christ. But the thing is, though, is that even if you vote Democrat and then a down on the further down the ticket for another candidate for other uh, office position, you go Republican, you're not creating a, a balance. You're basically just electing two people that are doing the same thing they're just I doing it differently saying. so they're both trying to fuck one another yes and you're hoping that it'll strike balance but it, it's not they're just going to try and slit each other's throats what sure. you do need is you need a minimum of three parties the progressive left will have their own party their own religious party the and then the conservative evangelicals will have their own party and then they'll just be the party in the middle, the what the fuck party. Like, yeah. what? That like, would be in interesting. Like, um, we well, should no probably, one has control. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And what if you made There's, it so that one, no one party could be represented uh, in less than, like, okay, so let's say you take the House or, or yeah, let's take the House because the House has, what, 400 and... 15 members? How many members does the House have? Is it 435 of them? There you go, 435. That's it. Maybe. Um, and so uh, between the two of us, we, we'll get these numbers down uh, um, of when things happen and, and how many. But, okay, so what if you have 435 and no one party can represent more than 50% of the House and no one party can represent less than 10% of the House? So then you still always have, like, no, and maybe we don't even say more than 50%. We say more than 49%. That way there is always somewhat of a balance, like you said, as, a, as opposed to a tit for tat, like, fuck you, uh, trying to undo what the other party does type of thing. I think that would be interesting. But look, now we are getting into ranked choice and, and forcing like third parties in there. Um, Let's call it here and pick up the next episode with that because, yes, we were going to talk about that and we didn't because we didn't really plan anything out. So uh, let's meet back up on Wednesday or next weekend if we can. Let's do next next Wednesday. Um, and then let's get the ranked cho choice voiding out there because, you know, what? I'm, I'm fucking... 
You're pissed. I'm, no, I'm sick of talking about COVID. I'm sick of talking about internet conspiracies. I'm sick of talking about like all of this shit. I know it matters, but like, I don't know what to do with it other than I complain. And as I think we've said multiple times now, the best solution isn't complaining. It's not us continuing to talk about it. Yeah, it's just it's ignoring okay. it. And so yeah, let I, it happen. I don't get yes. upset about it. So like, well, whatever I, we need to start forgetting about it. And the next time I bring that up, you need to be like, dude, stop talking about it. You're making it worse. Like you, but need it is to- fun. It is fun. I'm fascinated by this shit. Sure. I, I'll watch videos. Like, I watched a QAnon video the other day, and I'm fascinated. I don't believe a fucking word that's said there. Right. Because there's you no don't, substantive But you don't take that QAnon and go, you post it on the internet, and we're going to go post this podcast on the internet. And so we need yeah. to stop doing that, you know? Like, we're trying to grow an audience, and do we really want to grow an <laughs> audience in the audiences? Yeah, fuck those people. Like, we're saying that's not the solution. And so, so we don't want to grow our audience members in that way. Like, you know, it's hard, it's hard, but like the solution is just, we need to stop talking about it. So let's, let's end it here. And yes, next week, next episode, rank choice voting. And let's explore all the avenues of that, because that's talking about making the world a better place. All right. And I'll be, uh, prepared. (laughs) All right. Until next time, guys, uh, we'll talk to you in a few days. Have a good one. This has been a, Production.